Hey everyone and welcome to Real Film Club. I don't know what this is, uh, but this week we are watching uh, films that we thought were good when we were kids and are they good now? We don't know. Uh, so we watched uh, Van Helsing, also known as Tits and Vampires. Um, I'm your host Rob, I'm joined by Guff. Hello. Matt. Yo. Sam. Hello. David. Oh, I'm the bottom this time. You are in the bottom right this I'm time. I'm the Sam. <laughs> you are. You get to be Sam this week. How does it feel? I thought my head was feeling particularly massive. <laughs> He's just going to start leaning over to the side. Yeah, just like, oh God, he falls off his chair. It. I can't control it. Uh, yeah, we watched, we watched Van Helsing. Um, I can't remember whose choice it was. Was it yours, Matt, maybe? Uh, yes. Because um, I know we used to watch it quite a lot as kids. And yeah. we figured out Dad used to put it on a lot because... Of the tits, probably. I like it how we say we figured. I like it say we figured it out. I knew at the time that's why we dad put it on a lot. <laughs> yeah, he, no, yeah. To be fair, I don't think you hid that. No, he would. He, he would like make like yeah, lots of comments about it. Lewd comments. Yeah, lewd comments. And how old were we? When was this film out? Oh. Two thousand four, I think. Yeah. This is you're talking like you're battling some like lewd addiction here. Like oh, dad's tit addiction. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I knew back then that's why he did it. <laughs> we all knew that. We all knew. But it is quite a lewd film for a kid's film. Yeah, yeah, it's quite, yeah. There's a lot of cleavage going on. Mm. Yeah, but it's never like. I think there's never anything too. There, are, there is, but it's never. There's never like. The most explicit. sexual it gets is like kissing in it. Like. Yeah. <gasps> hey, the, no, the fryer shagged someone. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, but you just see like the morning <laughs> you after, don't, don't see you? See it though, or is yeah. that is that what, is this one of the many versions of the yeah. films that like we all did, we all had? <laughs> yeah, Sam just watched Sam just watched the porn parody version. <laughs> you know, there's a porn parody of this. Oh album yeah, there's a thousand percent. Yeah, probably called Tits and Vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. What would it be? Um, I feel like there's definitely a pun there's, name there's, here yeah, somewhere. There is. Yeah, I'm trying to keep going. I'll try and I'll try and get there. Yeah, yeah. By the end of this cast, we should all have a Van Helsing porn name. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like a BuzzFeed quiz. Tell us what yeah. your favourite pizza <laughs> toppings are and we'll tell you your Van Helsing porn name. Um, I enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I would, to be fair. And I, we were like having a bit of you know, a joke through it and it's not the greatest film I've ever made, but I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. <laughs> and it was a lot better than I thought it would be. And particularly the... Uh, special effects were a lot better than I thought they were going to be. I thought this had like, I thought this was nailed on to be hammy, awful with appalling special effects. And actually, it was a good time with decent special effects. Mostly, yeah. Yeah, I think I think generally think like the werewolf transformation um, effects, where the kind of skin peels off and like they sometimes like rip it off to become the werewolf. I think one that actually looks really, really good. Um, especially for 2004 like I think that holds up now um, but also like it's actually a genuinely like scary kind of creepy transformation thing mm. like do you know what I mean like it's supposed to be a bit of a horror film. I'm, I'm surprised it's 12A with that to be fair because that is pretty like grotesque but um, I think it's like really good because it like it, it looks good and is creepy and it's supposed to be creepy so that's one of the things I was most impressed about I was like but I remembered it when it got towards the scene I was like pretty sure he peels his own skin off in a minute to become a werewolf and I'm hoping that looks better than I think it's going to and it did so I was, I was very impressed I mean the thing that you guys clocked obviously was the uh, 
that scene is good, just maybe the physics of why he's suddenly Spider-Man in it to a wall. Uh, he's a werewolf. Which, to be fair, I thought maybe it's the moon like pinning him up against it. Yeah. But it, I mean... Yeah. He's a werewolf. So, I mean, yeah, also he is a werewolf, <laughs> so he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, he's just sticky, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the big, main thing everyone knows about werewolves, they're sticky. Sticky, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well-known facts. Um, I was going to say, like, um, I remember as a kid thinking it was quite hammy. I was expecting it to be very hammy. But I think it's it's a lot of it's sort of quite homage to, like, old sort of horror classics. Yeah. Um, I'm not yeah. like a big, I'm not a big horror guy, to be honest. So it's not sort of things I particularly watch that often. Um, but it, like particularly the start feels very sort of homage to those sort of horror classic films. I I love I love the aesthetic of this film because like again like sort of what you said like I think I mean I love this as as a kid like this is one of my favorite films growing up. Yeah, um, same. And yeah, like kind of watching it again the other night, I was a. Uh, yeah, I was like, there was so many more elements that I spotted of like, because I actually watched this recently. I don't know if me and Sam watched this. We we watched this at our friend Connor's house because Connor also absolutely loves this film and we're like, we need to watch this again as adults. So we watched it maybe like a year ago, six months ago, something like that. Um, but yeah, like the opening obviously is a really cool homage to sort of like Hammer Horrors. And then like, even like little things like, um, when he's showing, when he's in like the, uh, when he's in the Vatican at the very beginning, and he's before he goes to Transylvania, and he gets shown the little map on the projector, like the way it sort of like rotoscope opens, like an old an old cinema would, and I don't know, like it's just little things like that where it's like had like a really sort of, um, old style film feel to the whole thing, like you say, like. In its, in its sort of whole general aesthetic, which I thought... And again, we like the sort of concubine-esque Brides of Dracula, do you know what I mean? Like, it's all very sort of classic horror, like, but obviously with that sort of, like, 2000s twist. Yeah, because... There... Terrible dialogue. Yeah, because there is, like the, like, the campiness of the vampires. Like, they're pretty over-the-top and, like, a bit ridiculous. But there's then the kind of those moments where like Van Helsing tries to like put him through the stake or like get the crucifix and he's just like ah no I'm that's not going to kill me sort of thing do you know what I mean so it kind of plays off that kind of it is pretty dramatic but then all like over the top but then also kind of as you say kind of pokes fun at it a little bit and has that has that level of yeah that level of self-awareness that it is um yeah it is kind of play, paying homage to these like older things that were just like ridiculously over the top back in the day I can't. I can't tell though if they're self-aware or not about the Transylvania accents. Oh, like they welcome no, to Transylvania. No, no, no. Like whether that's deliberate or not, or that's just not aged well. But yeah, like, the, you know when we've watched uh, certain films made in the eighties and stuff like that, we're like, oh, this is very eighties. I think we're gonna even now we can, but I reckon more and more we're gonna look back on stuff like this and be like, oh, that's so two thousands. Yeah, oh, yeah, like oh, is it? Yeah, it's like peak two thousands film. Isn't it? It's like that, and it's yeah. just you know. Um, vague, like Eastern European accent sort of thing that kind of yeah. feels like no one's actually been trained to do that accent. It's just kind of like they're just mimicking something rather it's like than have, on the day. yeah, rather just than having sound like, foreign, yeah, rather than having like <laughs> do like a dialect coach and stuff like that. Which I always thinks, man, I'm like, just get someone in to like train them properly to do it, and then 
you know, they can kind of go... Because I know they did this on, like, Lord of the Rings and stuff with, like, the Elvish languages, which is obviously different because it's made up language. doesn't exist. So, you know, it wouldn't matter as much. But they had, like, a dialect coach, and if one of the actors got it wrong, they'd go, like, they'd go, oh, like, they need to do that again because, like, yeah, they said they, they mispronunciated this word and stuff like that. And you're just like, that's so weird that they do that for made-up languages. But for this, it's just, yeah, I sound kind of foreign-ish. I, I feel like that's, like, Hollywood, though. In yeah, its, yeah. It's, like, purest form. It's just, like... Like, what will Universal sign off on? Oh, not a dialect coach. Cause yeah, <laughs> yeah. It ain't Lord of the Rings. It's no a one film cares. about a werewolf just, man. Just change, just change your W's to V's. Just say, welcome to Transylvania. <laughs> I mean, that's literally it. Yeah, well, that, Even Hugh Jackman's accent's a bit weird in this. I'm like, I'm not sure what he's... What he's trying to do? Yeah. See, I don't think it's that bad. I don't. I think it's. I think it passes. I think that's the thing. I think. It, I think he get. He gets away with it. I don't. Think I think he gets away with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so non-specific. I'm like, are you trying to sound like English or American? I don't I like. I really thought you were going to say nonsy there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. The brain, mate. <laughs> Um, I've no idea what he's trying to do, but it was yeah, it's fine. Yeah, because I always remember like one of my friends um, who I live with at university. She's like dual nationality Russian. And she just says, like, when anyone's ever speaking Russian in, like, most films, that they're not actually speaking Russian. It's just, like, weird, like, Russian... Joe, it's like, this is what American people think Russian sounds like, so they don't actually speak actual Russian. They just speak kind really? of, yeah, weird, like, gobbledygook this, sort of thing. What, so when they're actually speaking, not like yeah. an accent, as in yeah, the well, Russian ob- language, it's yeah, not yeah. Russian? Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, she has a problem with, like, the Russian... Um, accents as well mm. but like it must be like google translate type of thing where they've typed it in and you know you're meant to say hello how are you and you get how is the yeah. day i don't even think it's that i think it's literally made up words like just to sound that's mental. like russiany that's she so definitely obviously, obviously like some of it is but all the parts of it i think because it's probably quite hard for some of the because the, the language is quite different obviously like the alphabet's really different for americans yeah. and stuff who've never spoken it before to probably in a short space of time to pick it up, especially if it's only a small part of the film. So they probably just go, well, let's say some stuff that sounds Russian-y mm. sort of thing. Yeah. That is mental, though. You yeah, think that weird. Russian... I appreciate that it... Yeah, like you say, it's hard to learn, but like if they want something that sounds Russian-y, Russian... But, yeah, but that's it. Like, yeah. Na- na- like, like you've most already, people you've don't already, know, so... You're already yeah, yeah. probably hiring a translator to teach these actors how to speak... Ru- like Russian-ish <laughs> like do you know what I mean yeah just some guy who's never got a degree ha- <laughs> <laughs> it's this same guy swindling Hollywood for the yeah. last like 20-30 years just go and they're like oh good what does that one mean but like that seems like such a weird thing to do just just oh I don't know let's not get into it let's not get into it Van Helsing yeah I think I like just going back to the the point that the CGI holds up. I was really pleasantly surprised by that. I thought I remember this being a lot hammier. I think like it's a bit aged. Like obviously they're kind of restricted by the the technology of their time. I don't know what that's a quote from. Um, a little bit, but generally speaking, like the 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 design on the creatures, like the werewolves, look cool. Um, uh, yeah, I I think I said it in the stream, but and I and I stand by this is. I think they're the best-looking werewolves in a film, in terms All of right. like, the design-wise. Chill out. So fit. They've got abs. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but, like... No, like, say, I think design-wise, they are the best-looking... I, I mean, and even transformation-wise, I would say just yeah, behind 
American Werewolf in London, which I think is the greatest werewolf transformation in films. Um, it's it's brilliant. Like the the sort of the the way they went with this aesthetically is absolutely bang on. I think. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say I really like the art design. Mm. Yeah, the art design's been what um what I pointed out in the stream as well is like they're quite clever with the CGI. Like everything's quite dark, and it's like that goes such a long way to hiding, like. Not bad CGI, because obviously like, it is quite good for the time, but just kind of future-proofing it a little bit that people aren't going to be able to just rip it to shreds sort of thing. Um, because And obviously like the film helps because it like naturally a lot of it's set at night and in dark places and stuff like that. Um, but it's like literally what the Star Wars prequels didn't do. Like, you know, like everything was bright and you know really lit up and it's Shit. like none of that looks good now. I think as well, can we all just agree, and I hope everyone does agree with me here, that monster fight at the end, Van Helsing and Dracula, that's pretty cool, isn't it? That's pretty, that holds I, up. I, you that's know what? I think, I, think the, I think the only thing that sort of makes it not as good now is loads of films have done it. Like, because I think you said yeah. it, Rob, in the stream, but it's very Zack Snydery. And it's like, it's sort of, very, it's two big grey CGI things having a fight. Just smashing into each other. Yeah, and it's like, but. Yeah, as 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 like a kid, I think it it was brilliant. Like it was the highlight of the film. I remember like looking forward to it every time I watched it. And I must have seen this film countless times. Like, but did your mum ever hide it from you? Countless. No, she didn't. <laughs> countless. Boo. Is that what you're going for? Boo. Boo. Kick him. <laughs> yeah, how do we boot? Um, no, I'm the one. That, I'm, yeah. I'm the one recording this, so probably don't boot me. <laughs> Good, seven. <laughs> Burn it all. <laughs> um, no, but that, yeah, I think I think it's it's one of those where it's like even now, like I think it's not an unentertaining fact. I think it's because it like breaks up a bit. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You know, I know we sort of criticise um, like Zack Snyder a little bit, and like I, I, I'm very bored about the big grey CGI villains constantly fighting. By but this like, point, yeah. I can't wait to see his new two great CGI villains fighting. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it'll just um, make them both green. That'll be the difference. <laughs> it's no, going to be better than the Avengers guys. Get back. Um, <laughs> but no, I think that's the thing. It's like um, I'm just. I, I do feel like it's deserved because do you know what I mean? Like it, I think it really teases the whole thing. Like the whole thing about never seen sort of Dracula's true form, but having these, like, horrific shadows. And then the fact that we see, obviously, his wives have their sort of, like, lesser flying form. I remember, like, being a kid and being, like, throughout the whole film, like, the first time watching it, being, like, I can't wait to see what he looks like. Because, like, they obviously tease it from the very beginning where he's just this absolutely massive gargoyle-type character. Um, so when we do finally see it, I'm like, oh, that that looks cool as fuck. That looks so cool. And I think that's yeah. it. It's like this film balances just really cool looking actiony stuff with a, like a pretty decent story. Like I think the story is actually like pretty cohesive. And like there's the, I mean, I've got it as my Skype background at the moment. Um, and I think no one like really talks about it much. But the masquerade ball is like a great little set piece bit like the it, it's not actually that integral to the plot it's a bit of a MacGuffin if you will but I think it I think it's nice that you get that halfway through it's, it's, a, like, it's another opportunity yeah. for more tits exactly <laughs> more yeah. it's not. there's far more there's, there's, there's a lot of courses going on it really that's, left that's an why you love it so much <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
guffing our dad just love this scene watching tits <laughs> the together. only two men who enjoyed that scene <laughs> on earth um, no I think that that seems really cool because like especially when um, obviously it's not like mega clever but when it like cuts to the mirror and you can only see Kate Beckinsale and you're like ah oh, he's he's Deeping him in it. He's doing him, remember, he's doing him over. That as a, I never spotted that as a kid. I remember like watching it the second time round and being like, oh. <gasps> <laughs> like being blown away like it was a know. really hidden Easter egg. <laughs> yeah, that's quite funny. Now, what you were saying though about the story, like, I, I think the story's really good Like for this film. Like, if you break it down and like, take some of the cheesy early 2000s and bad accents out of it, like the storyline's really, really good. And I think... I think like it could probably do a little more exploration of like um, like Van Helsing's backstory and stuff like that might carry because it kind of not it just gets over that bit quite quickly with like Dracula telling him who he is um, and it, it kind of halfway through the film it kind of forgets that that's a storyline that's happening and then comes back to it later on but I'm like take some of the stuff out where Frankenstein's monsters like swinging through the air on cables and bouncing off stuff get rid of that like five minute sequence put a little more of no van helsing character in and um i think you're you're onto like a really really good story because i think it mixes like mythology and like monsters and it's kind of a really cool mix of different things that i reckon i think yeah i mean i reckon if you trim down that um the bit of the start where he goes, why? That is probably a good like <laughs> five minute chop you could take. He's a, a few proper minutes. Shakespearean Frankenstein, isn't he? Yeah, he is. But no, I was just gonna say, yeah. The, as we were talking about the ones as well, I did like the. Um, I don't. I didn't really think about it until now. Uh, but, but maybe because they were in the same poll together. But the whole like, oh, it could be a leave extraordinary gentleman s crossover. Like right at the start with. Um, Mr. Hyde like popping up and that the, those worlds kind of intersecting sort of thing. Um, I thought that was quite a um, yeah quite an interesting mix. I'm not I've never actually read uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mr. Hyde before. Uh, I don't know if anyone in here has, but I don't actually. Know. I literally I, I, read it about a week ago. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, that's the because all I know is obviously it's the, the the like the story of like the two of them being like him taking this concoction and turning into this thing that is that's so different to him um but i don't really know i mean i'm assuming van helsen doesn't just pop up at one point and boot him off a church uh, <laughs> no it's, it's actually yeah, that's it it's a different it. kind you of like crossover. halfway through the book and you think it's gonna go somewhere and then van helsen turns up boots him off a church and then every other page <laughs> the- is just like ha 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 <laughs> No, the reason that they cast Hugh Jackman is because at the end of um, Jekyll and Hyde, Wolverine shows up <laughs> and he just kills him. No, um, in Je- like I think this and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which I've kind of got another point about as well. But um, the way that they do Jekyll and Hyde is a lot like the Hulk, and I think reading mm-hmm. the book is so different to that. But I get why this version's more cinematic because in the book he turns into like a short weird-looking, strangely muscular man that just goes around clubbing people with a stick and, like, people are afraid <laughs> to look at him and stuff. So, like, in the, I get in the films, you can't have Hugh Jackman fighting a short, muscular man with a stick. Just this homunculus. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there are those short little, what are they called? The, the Dracula's hen, little henchmen. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He, he beats some of them minions. up. Wait, are they the OG yeah. minions? Is that, yeah, is that what's underneath? 
lift it is, yeah, the yellow they, pops out. <laughs> yeah, they do look a bit like minions. <laughs> Oh, I didn't feel good saying that. I love the uh, I love the idea of like a shot of this like you know the muscular Van Helsing uh, Mister Hyde that we get, and he's like, oh. and like he finally confronts him, and he's this big, and he's just like a few inches tall, and he's like just boots him across the room. What he's the size of there? like Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> But like the the other point that reminded me of though was how much as a kid because I loved this as it sounds like we all did and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen mm. and how there were so many like rumblings or rumors or whatever especially like in my school let's say I don't know how prolific stuff on the internet that <laughs> was at the, the time ho- the Hollywood hotspot that yeah. was yeah. high school <laughs> yeah. Hazelhurst Primary School <laughs> um, but yeah it was like that there was going to be you know a sequel of either Van Helsing or League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, it was going to be like a big crossover and they were going to like fight and then join each other and blah, blah, blah. I was I was waiting for that for years until they just eventually just, didn't, you know, nothing happened, obviously. They DC'd it and just didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Promising so much, yet so little. I know. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I I think that was like because League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was my pick of this week as well. Um, and like I'm I'm gonna watch it this weekend. I might even watch it later today because like I was really sort of geared up for watching it. Um, but yeah, I think that's one of those films, isn't it? Where it's like, I think that I think that's where, where this like why this is appealing to like for me at, at least anyway is it's it's just that sort of more modern take on old classics, but still honouring. It's not like modernising it where you're bringing it into your time. You're keeping it where it's set, but just adding this sort of like modern aesthetic to it. And I, I like you know I think I think you know Matt, you were bringing it up a lot because it seems like it's your favourite element of this film. But it's Tips. like yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I know what I know what my favourite part of the film is. Tits. <laughs> It's like that old man in Hot Fuzz who's just like, tits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, no, I was going to say, it's the uh, it's the Gatling gun crossbow. Oh, so good. Oh, yeah. It's so yeah. cool. But that's what I mean. It's like all those little gadgets and then like his like, sort of flying blades that he has, like that he uses sort of at the beginning in Notre Dame. And it's like... Yeah, um, yeah it's like... Uh, I said Notre Dame there because I realised yeah. that that's the thing that Matt... Yeah. said he, he hated I do it's like it Notre Dame like, Notre Dame I remember like the first time I heard someone like I, I don't know what it must have been watching but like I heard someone say I'm like what are they talking about and then like realised it was Notre Dame I was like what is happening <laughs> like I don't understand how that pronunciation has gone from that to that like that's just mad. America because the thing is as well it's not like just an, a British word like an English word like Aluminium, you know, what, like and they just say it a bit differently. It's like that's a French word. Like, why you, you just completely, like, you don't do that with other languages where you just completely change mm. the pronunciation of it to the point it's unrecognizable. Like, you know, it's like <laughs> you know, chorizo, chorizo. That, that's fine. You know, you kind of gather what's going on. It's like Notre Dame. Like, what's that about? Yeah, yeah. Van Helsing's good though, isn't it? Yeah, Van Helsing's good. <laughs> <laughs> Van Helsing chorizo is the the best chorizo. I've, I've lost track. Where, where are we? No, I think um, like you were saying, Guff. You know, um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was your choice, and we would you know we'd love that crossover. 
and my choice was um, George of the Jungle, and I was obviously waiting for him to pop up and fight Van Helsing and uh, Van Helsing to kill him. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of swinging in this. There's a lot of yeah, swinging oh and, and men with long hair in like loincloths, so you, you yeah. kind of did all right out of it. Yeah, I Frankenstein like versus George of the Jungle. What was the other choice? What was the other choice of film this week? Zorro. Zorro. We had Zorro links as well. We were talking about Zorro as well at one point. Yeah, yeah. there was some yeah. masks. There was some masks this was as well. Perfect film. This was the born winner. It was. Yeah. It was destined to win because it was oh, all elements. It was because um, the actor who played Frankenstein, he was in in Zorro, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Was it? Oh, that's talk- cool. I can't remember if when Kate Beckinsale was using a sword. No, no, we didn't mention it there. We were but- talking about. There's something about. Kate Beckinsale and Catherine Zeta Jones. Uh, yeah, oh, it was Cleveland. It was, was Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was what we're talking it. about. Yeah, Tits. obviously yeah. we're talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, to be fair though, like this is quite a swashbuckling film at times. Mm. Like, like especially like the sort of swinging yeah. around. Like that feels very sort of like, and I think it helps with the aesthetic, like corsets and things like that. It feels a bit piratey at times. Yeah, like, I think that is like something that's that's quite good. I, mean, I can see David smirking. What's going on? What's on your mind? It's just, it's just the way you just really casually dropped in the word swashbuckling. It just threw me. I just wasn't expecting You threw it in like you'd say, like, I don't know, bread or butter or something. You were just like, yeah, it's a proper... I, I like, do um, like the word swashbuckling. But to be fair, that's like a filmic term for like a, 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 yeah. a pirate film. Um, but like just but yeah, going like, off the um, actors crossing over as well. There were some crossing over from Van Helsing into League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, weren't there? Yeah, because the guy who plays Dracula plays yeah. M. Yeah. In, oh, of course. In League yeah. of Extraordinary Gentlemen, yeah. I've not seen him in much at all. Like, I always feel like he reminds me of, like, Stellan Skarsgård. Mm. And I think as a kid, I thought they were, like, similar. You know, when I first saw him in Thor, I was like, oh, is that the actor who played Dracula? Yeah. But yeah. obviously, a few years on, it's not. But, like, I was... um. Yeah, I, uh, yeah I've not seen him in very much, but... I quite Like, he's great in this. Like, he's a... I think, like, again, yeah. like, sort of like that hammy Dracula. Yeah. He's a <laughs> vampire only eats ham. Um, he's he's really quite good. Like in he's... as well. Like you said, you sort of said like the Shakespearean Frankenstein's monster. I love that. Like I love the <laughs> I want to live. It's <laughs> so good. I mean, it's the... like it's really cheesy, but it's great. Yeah, the but... Dracula in this definitely has like the best dialogue. I think from in all the characters. I mean, I was just reading some of his quotes and like. He's definitely got some of the most memorable ones. You don't like, have to read them, mate. I know a yeah. load of them. I know. I've, I've been memorising these for years. I, I, think, I think my favourite one is where he just explains his whole like emotional arc in one line where she goes, mm. Frankenstein's monster. He goes, monster? Who's the monster here? And he's like... <laughs> Not I. <laughs> but like, I, I love with them, um, like you were saying, Dracula having these cool lines. I noticed re-watching it that in a lot of his speeches, lightning punctuates his sentences oh. it like say an important thing and it's like and that happens a lot in I feel that like that must that's very hammer horror yeah. that though isn't yeah. it like I feel but that's what I mean like one thing that I really enjoyed as well was I'm gonna I'm gonna say it that was that was like practical effects on like Frankenstein wasn't it? it like in terms of yeah yeah like, there's that yeah. bit where it, when we first sort of when when we see him and Van Helsing meet um, and he's obviously his face comes apart a little bit. Like yeah, that's yeah. obviously like gross and like sort of like a bit hor- horrific to see. But it's like it's so well done. Like it's so well made. And like um, I think for like I mean he, he becomes a, a you know a fairly main character towards you know the sort of back end of the film. But you know so you probably couldn't have 
realistically CGI'd in the entire time. But, like, it looks great. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it looks great. And I think, especially when you get, like, actors like... I mean, I know he's not a very big actor. Um, please no size jokes. Like, he's obviously very tall. <laughs> but, like, like he's not a very, he's not a very um, sort of, like, known actor. But, I mean, when you think about, like, how Jennifer Lawrence kicked off about taking a role of a woman who has to be painted blue and then was, like, moaning that she had to be painted blue all the time. It's like, well, don't take the role. Um, <laughs> like, this guy was in a big fucking suit that's essentially other people's flesh. And I feel like he did a good job. <laughs> he did a good job coping with that. Better than some actors would. And there's that quote, isn't there, about how a well-made practical effect will stand the test of time, like, compared mm-hmm. to, you know, what at the the time might be good CGI might not be and the yeah, Frankenstein it, hold, it definitely holds up out of all the effects in the film because it's it's completely practical yeah, so yeah. the perfect example of that is when you compare Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit trilogies which are yeah. 15 yes. years apart well 10, 10 years apart 15 years apart I can't remember something like that Yeah, but you, like Lord of the Rings looks better than the Hobbit does yeah yeah. as if like the effects look better because they don't like someone's just hitting a piece of air because they're not hitting a piece of air they're hitting a real thing <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah, it's weird. I'm on, I'm, on, I'm on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's got like 24% on there. But it says, like, critics consensus, a hollow creature feature that suffers from CGI overload. I'm like, I've been... Uh, See, I feel, like, I feel like at the time, I can, I can sort of... I, like, it's interesting, though, isn't it? Because it's like, what was people's attitudes towards films like this at the time? Yeah, yeah. Maybe because it was, like, a new action film. While, like, I mean, again, like, I, we all really enjoyed it when we were younger, and I and I was thinking about it sort of like after we watched it, and I was like, "There's definitely some nostalgia for me at least watching it." Yeah. But you know, um, I really don't think it's nearly as bad as the reviews. I think it. I, I wonder if like someone, there's obviously not a lot of people for like re reviewing it. Do you know what I mean? It's not like yeah, yeah. a timeless classic people are going to review over and over again. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Citizen Kane got panned and then everyone was like, actually, it's the greatest film of all time. It's not happening with Van Helsing, is it? It's not happening with that. But it's it's a shame because I really... Like, if someone didn't know this film and was going to, like, base it off a review and seeing that and was like, oh, I'm not going to bother, I'm like, I don't think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully no one is feeling that way because I think it, it did do... I think a lot of people know about it. Yeah, I don't think like I've ever heard anyone say they don't like this film though. Do you know that when you go like you bring up Van Helsing, everyone has kind of that nostalgic, especially our like era of um, people. That sounded weird, but like yeah, like always like oh yeah Van Helsing, like yeah I remember watching that when I was a kid sort of thing. Um, but I don't think I've ever said it to anyone. Go oh god that film's crap in it. Although I do remember our film studies teacher at college saying that it was she used to work at a cinema and it was the loudest film they'd ever had we were like thanks just good insight <laughs> one wow, insight yeah she was like you could hear hear it from like the other screens it's like thanks tracy that's um that's interesting that one Cheers. just turn it down well, a bit you know what what did you think of the film our oh, film had big noise in cinema <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. five stars <laughs> When I, um, I, I might start, a, I might start a blog just reviewing films and how loud they are. That is like the, uh, that is the like, so loud. Five, that is the equivalent of like, see it on the biggest screen possible. What that is the shittest yeah. thing that Chris has been saying. It the yeah. loudest film you'll ever yeah. hear. It's a, it's equivalent. To be fair, <laughs> it will make see your it on ears the biggest bleed. screen possible. 
So you <laughs> see on the biggest screen possible and then just see a portion of it. Because it's, it's, it's <laughs> you like, can't move it's, yeah. This screen is not I big enough. this much screen. Well, it's like, when you go on, it's like when you go to the IMAX in Manchester and you sit on the front row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like you like, can see someone's foot. Wow, this is like, triggered me. <laughs> Guff. Yeah. Book Wait, better what? tickets. <laughs> I'm not the one who's bought bad tickets in the past. It's Sam. Oh, hey, at least I bought the tickets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But why does that get put on me? It's not even me that did it. Man, I just, <laughs> it's it's not the first time we've sammed Sam. I just sammed him and thought it was you. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just wasn't going to say anything. I was like, nah, Guff can have this one. Yeah, Guff can take the blame. No, but I think uh, one thing I do want to talk about in this, because we brought it up on the on the, um, on the the stream as well, was the music in this is really bloody good. I think like it's genuinely like... like As well, Like I, I kind of want to go back to the fact that this was marketed on the fact that it was produced by the people who made The Mummy. Yeah. And like The Mummy 1 at least is like I think a really good <clears throat> film still and like it holds up. And maybe the CGI might not hold up as much like as this one does because obviously it's it's sort of a bit more constant I feel like it's like the, you know there's a there's a lot of bits where the mummy is in shot. Obviously the CGI is not as good. They probably didn't have as big a budget and obviously this probably did because of the the success of the mummy and stuff. It's entertaining. It's like the mummy. It still holds up. It's yeah. Oh yeah. It's really. It's re- I I still really enjoy that first film. Like I watched it thinking it might be rubbish because the reputation the other one had. I watched it sort of recently and I was like, no, it's still like quite a. Like, it's still a good, interesting sort of like action film. Yeah. Peak Fraser. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's he, Peak Fraser. Absolutely. Um, apart from Looney Tunes back in action, of course. Oh. Um, George of the Jungle. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. Um, no, those three well, no, episodes I... of Scrubs that he was in. <laughs> oh yeah, they, he's great in that. He is great in that. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's. I think the music in this really sort of sells it. Like for like those action sequences and like that. Um, that sort of like. Um, that like sort of like chase music that happens. Yeah. Like it's the. Yeah. I think we first hear it in like France when he's when he's fighting Mister Hyde. Yeah, you do. Um, and then like obviously it's sort of the main music behind the whole carriage scene yeah. where like the duping the vampires with the like replacement carriage like that's such a great bit of music and also I think I mentioned it like in the in the thing as well but that shot of the werewolf standing on the burning carriage mm. is so fucking cool yeah. uh, but music music's good isn't it yeah music's <laughs> wicked Alan Silvestri yeah is he? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah one, of my, one of my favourite composers for film Um, I didn't know if anyone else had a point. Um, <laughs> I was going to say as well, because um, you, you said about the backstory and stuff, Like I was trying to Google it then to see, like, um, because I quite like that they don't delve into it. I like that it's open to interpretation, because that's, like, genuinely been something that, like, I found really interesting, sort of, like... Oh. I think it's what got me so interested in it as a kid, like, that yeah. just level yeah. of mystery and that it wasn't Oh, yeah, I, I, I like the level of mystery. Really I'm, I'm just a bit, like... I feel it should... You can keep how mysterious it is, but it have more emotional weight on Van Helsing, I feel. Like, because in the middle mm. of the film, he kind of just forgets about it. Do you know what I mean? And then it's like, oh, it's kind of half explained in, like, one little bit by Dracula. And then it's like, oh, I'm actually all right with it. Do you know what I mean? A bit more emotional kind of exploration. Mm. Obviously, yeah, obviously it's not the, what that film's about, but... Yeah. I think the thing is, yeah, right, I am with you, because, like, sort of by the end, as much as I like the mystery of it, by the end, I am a bit more... I am a bit, like... 
Monsters I think, I think, fighting. I think, <laughs> no, I think like I think if I was to watch it as an adult, I think I'd go. I was really interested by that story, and I didn't get the payoff. But because I because I've obviously known yeah, yeah. that it doesn't get paid off as much, um, maybe that's why it sort of doesn't bother me as much now. I've just sort of yeah. conditioned to it. But um, I was I was trying to Google it to see if there was ever sort of a consideration because there was a prequel. So there was like a little yeah, animated yeah. film oh, really? that was set. I think it ended in Paris. Yeah, so it, like Paris, it basically it like ends. Yeah, it ends sort of where the film picks up. Um, but that was like a cool animated short, and there was a video game that's followed the events of the film. But I was like googling it to see if there was ever like a sequel written or anything like that, because I was like, I sure I was. I heard that they were going to explore that backstory more. And yeah, it doesn't look like there was to be honest, because I think it did just get panned straight away, which is unfortunate. Good. Mm. I don't think this needed a sequel though. No, no, no. I don't. It needed quite a big well fat by. crossover with the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Zorro, and George of the Jungle. All these films that, well, two of them did critically quite well. I it, think it'd be better than Justice League. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Which one? Justice League. Both, we both seen of them. Snyder cut yet. Yeah. No, it I, might be good. It, it, I was going to say this, this would. I would watch a series of these films though. with just Hugh Jackman hunting down different monsters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was saying. Are we saying as well? Like it'd make a good Assassin's Creed style sort. Yeah, of, that, that's what um, I was just about to say. Like a video a, game, a cool like, um, yeah, like video game, like going like side missions, hunting beasts, and your main one like trying to figure out who you. Um, you pulling a face because of uh, that sounded like Bloodborne guff. you are just describing Bloodborne yeah <laughs> well, no. Bloodborne but with Hugh Jackman oh yeah it's like oh it's this game where you like hunt beasts but you're like trying to figure out what's going on the whole time and there's some weird stuff going on oh, <laughs> Van Helsing would be great <laughs> to be fair though I do I do feel like this film like I'd be, it's interesting when you see a game like Bloodborne that obviously uh, was made in Japan uh, by a Japanese studio and you wonder... I mean, he's obviously quite a well-read person like Miyazaki, but, like, and sort of, like, well-versed in sort of different media and stuff. I do wonder if this film had any sort of influence, because it feels very much... Like, and I'm not just saying that because, like, I know there's sort of, like, that Victorian-esque aesthetic anyway, um, or whatever era it would be, but I'm like, this feels almost too close to a Bloodborne aesthetic to, for Bloodborne not to have borrowed bits. Mm. Like, the sort of old Transva- like Transylvanian town and, like, the trick weapon type stuff. And, I don't know, like, the whole aesthetic, I'm like, it's so Bloodborne. He's just ripped and off I'm Van like, Helsing. I mean, I'm not saying he's ripped it off, but... <laughs> I'm I feel like, like that's what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> Lazy, isn't he? Lazy Miyazaki. Um, but, no, I just think it's one of those where it's like, I feel like... Watching this made me want to play Bloodborne because I'm like I, I I love like this. To be fair, like I I think I've said it a few times. I don't know if I've said it in the podcast, but I love like stories about like vampires and werewolves and things like that. And I think this is sort of where and it tits. comes from. <laughs> werewolves with <Right>. tits. <laughs> werewolves with abs. Werewolf with tits. Um, <laughs> no, but I think like like I'm I'm like looking at the poster now and like I don't know I just like I'm looking at the poster because Rob's got it in his Skype call. Um, but uh, after yeah, what like, you said so then, good. I really thought you were going to be like I'm looking at the poster now and God, it's just getting me going. It's just it's just working for me. <laughs> that werewolf's just so bloody good. <laughs> he is shredded. And Jackman is shredded for uh, for anyone who's got to this point and was wondering because that was a question we had at the start yeah is Jackman ripped in this because he he, he had done Wolverine hasn't he so yeah he's a huge yeah, jacked what, what, man of course this, he is 
was yeah was this was this around X Men Two? Uh, yeah, probably this was two thousand and four, and the first X Men was two thousand. Some of I thought it was ninety nine. X Men Two. It was it was a good decade for Hugh Jackman, wasn't it? Yeah. X Men Two well, was, yeah, was yeah, yeah. This was just was the year after, so X Two was two thousand three. The decade yeah. of no carbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor Hugh. But those abs. <laughs> I mean, that guy's had a long career in mm. not eating carbs, bless him. Yeah. He probably doesn't even know. After Logan, he probably doesn't even know like, fucking eat like whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, James Van Gold was like, um, so you get to go grey, and he's like, oh, oh I get to get fat, and he's like, that's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> fat Logan. <laughs> old man, old fat man Logan. <laughs> no, I have, I have a lot of love for this film. Yeah, like a, definitely. I have a lot of love mm. for this film. Oh, yeah, yeah I had a good time watching it. I don't know if I would have done just watching it on my own. I might have got a bit bored at some bits. Like some of the CGI like action scenes, I was a bit like, oh, I could take or leave this. But mm. on the whole, I had a decent time with it. Yeah, yeah. the mouth stretching vampires in the masquerade balls a bit hammy. Like yeah. it feels like the, like that's the only bit where I'm like, I look at it and I'm like, eh. Because yeah. like it, he's like, it feels that. very much like put the same face on everyone, but it's a hundred and fifty people. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, it just cuts to one, and they're all like. Yeah. And then the other one, yeah. <laughs> it's a mouth just big and stretched. Just, just like, control C, control V job in it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There's also um, a scene where the um, is it Eagles chasing uh, David oh, Wenrock? Oh the yeah, from it, which <laughs> is just electric mad. stick. The bit yeah. where he falls just really off. slowly. There's no tension or drama yeah. in it. It's just this pathetic game of like, can I poke you with my stick? <laughs> yeah, it's the, I love it. It's the bit where he falls just... off the bridge though. It looks like when you're a character in a game and you accidentally roll off the map. Because he just doesn't move. It's like GTA he just like falls, ragdoll, yeah. Like through the mist, and you're like, "Why?" You you would you would drop the thing, wouldn't you? Be like, "Ah!" But he's just. I, I love um, I, I love the little like quips with Igor as well. Like he's like clearly like a sassy a bitch. Comedy. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is a sassy bitch. <laughs> but like he's clearly like a um. Oh, by the way, it's the guy. Um, I'm pretty confident it's the guy who plays Eddie in the Mummy as well. You know, in the yeah, movie one, there's like yeah, yeah, Brendan yeah. Fraser's sort of like weedy rival guy with the, like the um, the yeah. sort of fez and like the little mustache. It is, yeah, it is. Uh, I think it's the same guy, and like, yeah. We got but all I, the I, horses. <laughs> <laughs> but I love um, I just love uh, I do love that shot of. <laughs> I loved it as a kid. I love it now. There's the shot of Ego running out of the mist like, Ugh, oh, <laughs> so creepy. with the cattle prod. Because it's, like, it's, it's just like, um, do you know that guy in Kick-Ass? Like the big, uh, I don't know how many people remember Kick-Ass well, but where like it's all kicking off at the end and like the big bouncer type guy just goes, I'm getting the bazooka. Oh, I, feel like, I feel like this is him. He's like, right, I know we have vampires and we have werewolves. On our side. I'm getting my fucking cattle prod. He's like, I'm getting my shit together. Yeah, I love that. I'd love to see like a a suit up scene with Ego and he just goes like grabs his, his cattle prod and he's like fucking hyping himself up. Like to a Theoden in Two Tower Sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love it. Uh, that'll do then, I think. Uh, if that's... Everyone's uh, got their sort of their opinions out. Um... One thing. One thing. Is it tits? It did take me. Uh, <laughs> when did the film come out again? 2000, 2004? Four. Mm-hmm. So it's taken me 16 years to realise that Van Helsing wears a turtleneck in this film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I only noticed when Matt pointed that out yesterday. I was like, oh shit, yeah. It's cool, yeah. isn't it? Never That's noticed. bad. But yeah. 
It's because he yeah, looks like a dirty man, though, isn't it? As Rob said in the, in the stream, he's just a dirty man. <laughs> so he's not, he's not the typical turtleneck wearer. <laughs> no, he's not. It's, a, it's more of a sophisticated gentleman's uh, garment, isn't it? Not a, a sort of a, a man who goes around killing shit. But... <laughs> hey, well, you've got to keep your neck warm. Yeah. And yeah. what's the point of having a dangly scarf? Yeah. Transylvania's probably pretty cold. So, yeah. you know. yeah. A turtleneck can be whatever you want it to be. It's a, it's a good note to end the podcast on. <laughs> Philosophy. I was going to try and think of the speech at the end of Breakfast Club then, and I couldn't think of it. <laughs> no one's come um, up with yeah. a Van Helsing porn name. Just to put Goff on the spot. Got that. Um, I, I had Van Heldong, but it wasn't very really good. <laughs> no, that'll do. <laughs> okay. I thought that was going to be the best one we got to. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, no one else has thought of one. And I, I did, yeah. I did Helldong is, is an awful, awful phrase. <laughs> to be fair, though, I feel like I feel like porn names probably aren't very clever. Like yeah. I feel, I feel like parodies probably don't. They probably don't put much thought into it. They're like, uh, is, is that person dressed as a stormtrooper? Yeah, balls, walls, fuck it. <laughs> what word can we swap out for penis? Yeah. <laughs> Van Hell penis. Yeah. There you go. Oh no, Van Hell Dog's better than Hell say, Penis. Yes. If, it, if it's not already been made, they're going to make it now after hearing this. <laughs> so they they are listening. <laughs> the porn people. Uh, good stuff. Um, thanks for listening to this. If you have, um, you can find all our stuff on social media and wherever you get all your podcasts. Uh, do subscribe. Do a. A little review if you want. Uh, we've got a Jumanji series out at the moment. We're watching all Jumanji films. It's uh, really ace. It is really ace. <laughs> all of them are really ace. Um, Thanks, Dad. It's no. really ace. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you, yeah, you weren't there. I accidentally said that. <laughs> I was just Yeah, I, was I, like, missed, really... I missed that one. Yeah, I was like, it's really ace. And I was like, why did I say that? That's weird. <laughs> uh, it is weird. It uh, is, but I'm, going, I'm rolling with it. I had something I was going to add. Uh, next next thing, I think we said sports films, maybe? Sports films, yeah. Um, so we'll put a poll out for that. Um, cool. And let's all hope Moneyball wins. <laughs> <laughs> or Rob walks. Uh... Or I'll burn it all. Burn it all <laughs> to the ground. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.